This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Beachbody On Demand. Claim your free trial membership by texting "bad Christian" to three zero three zero three zero. That's two words: "bad Christian" to three zero three zero three zero. Today's show is also sponsored by Policy Genius. Save up to forty percent just by comparing policies at policygenius.com. And lastly, today's episode is sponsored by Lyft. Go to lyft.com slash badchristian and claim your $500 new driver bonus today. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. There's a Wendy's though. But there's a McDonald's though. But there's a Wendy's though. But there's a McDonald's though. I'm on the road doing my thing. Bad Christian. Sing, sing, sing. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you sick, broken world. <laughs> as long as you don't cuss, you can call any Christian anything bad. It's us. You oh, yeah. are sick and broken, torn, tattered. Can't find your way. Lost. You can say the worst know, shit we, in the whole world. But if I say shit, being, I'm bad. We celebrate being ruined. I mean, once once you get to a point where you celebrate being ruined by the Holy Spirit, what like is the other word? Devastated game. there. Um, he wrecked what's the me. One? Wrecked. Yeah, I'm wrecked. Just wrecked. You've been wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm you know excited what, on this whole thing because this is a technological marvel to me. Toby is hilariously in his. Uh, in, I know we're not on video today, but I wish we were. Yeah. Because Toby is literally in his. I don't, it looks like he's homeless or got kicked out of the house. He's in the, he's in his minivan, laying yep. on a sleeping bag, holding his microphone, skyping outside lounging. of McDonald's today. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm lounging outside of McDonald's. I've been doing True Man, so I've done True uh, three True Men now, and I'm got several more. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in Baltimore tonight for uh, True Man Baltimore. It's been crazy. It's really funny. Like uh, y'all know me, I, I talk all the time. So when I'm by myself, I still do. And that's what, like at the beginning of this today. For literally, I'm not joking. It was over 30 minutes. I was making myself die laughing because I saw a Wendy's and a McDonald's, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about eating lunch. And I, I just started going, Wendy's dough, but McDonald's dough, but Wendy's dough, but McDonald's. But out loud, you're and doing. I said it. that, yeah, out loud, yeah. over and over, just saying those two things mm-hmm. over and over, dying laughing. Like I was like, this is the funniest thing in the world. And then I was like, oh man, I get, I guess it's not. So I'm just out here alone with my thoughts, losing my mind. It was really crazy. So I hadn't got much sleep, and and uh, well, he's both of y'all's friends. I did True Man Charlotte at Scott's house, our friend Dumpy mm-hmm. Scott, uh, and uh, and he he loves talking too. And we stayed up real late, like almost three something in the morning. And I got no sleep the night before, and then definitely, and I wake up early, no matter what. I'm up by six, you know, fifty. So no matter how, so when I, I was so tired before true man, Richmond and I drove into Uh town and I just had to get some things and I pulled in and I went to the house and I was like, my gosh, this house is amazing. I said, this is so crazy. I've never played 
uh, in this area of Baltimore before. I love it. I, I mean, I always thought mm-hmm. Baltimore downtown's tough, and it's like the stuff, wire. And the, 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 hus- the husband and the wife looked at me, and I was like, "Yeah," but I mean, y'all's place is great. And then we went bought inside. I was like, "Oh, we're in Richmond, right?" <laughs> you had like, Richmond. Yeah, we didn't. You thought we didn't you know were what to in say. Baltimore. And you're like, "Wow, this." Yeah, is- <laughs> but I was in Richmond, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my!" I was like, "If I get tired, my brain doesn't work. That's a real bad sign." <laughs> yeah, it is. Like I mean, that, it's bad. That's uh, that's the reason why is because Richmond's in the South, and Baltimore is a Yankee state in a Yankee state. So that's the yeah. the reason why. Richmond well, I was doing all nice these emails for for True Man Baltimore too, and I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, they're they're really it's so crazy because with Embry, we've always pulled up and been behind a club, usually in the not best part of town. Mm-hmm. So when I see cities, I always think, oh, that's not the good, you know. Oh my gosh, I mean, I, I've never seen beautiful parts of Detroit. I don't yeah. know if they exist or not, but I've seen some rough places. <laughs> yeah, Baltimore too, Richmond. We've seen. Yeah. So when I ride around and like all the true men are in uh houses uh and you know living rooms and stuff, people say I'm like, whoa, this town's actually really pretty and nice and also it's, it, so it's kind of a nice experience nice change up for me because i'm used to every single town in america being a shithole mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well the, you know just because venues have to be in the cheaper parts of town to get good deals right and good rent and good right you know, stuff like that so that is kind of true you spend time in louisville and it ain't the nice part if you go there for instance to do a show 100 percent. that's right. the way it is but there, did you, there are do beautiful you, places you get everywhere. bummed out being by yourself because like when you're with the fellas you definitely you can get bummed out about missing your family but you do away with that by just going crazy around other people, making other people right. laugh. So you don't have that as a go-to anymore. I know. I, I, I mean, honestly, the only th- way I make it is I from probably about 8 a.m. Start, you know, right, maybe an hour after I wake up, I just drink. There oh, you go. Gotcha. That's yeah, yeah. I, d- I just have a, I have a case of beer beside me, and uh, you know, yeah, I just drink. Yeah. So you measure the you, your you know your distance. Like I've got six beers yeah. to get to Philadelphia. Right. right. And I don't, I don't, I don't drive either. I'm not dangerous. Basically, each like so every so many like every hundred miles, a true man will volunteer to drive me while I drink. Yeah, that's right. So wow, I get that's a, true, a true man. So yeah, I know there there are so many. True, yeah, they'll drive me for a hundred miles, and then they'll take a greyhound back to their place, or whatever. But each hundred miles, I drink to keep me. You know, like uh, you know that you ever see the marathon runners, people handing them water and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's right. It's kind of like that, except for the guys cup. drive for me. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, but they drive for me while I drink. So that's just how I'm it goes. Glad you, I would never I'm be glad dangerous. you've turned to alcohol. Yeah, everybody needs something to turn to. So, hey, Jesus turned you know. water into wine, my friend. Why do you think he did that? Was, right. you, are you saying Jesus wasn't a true man, or was he a true man? Okay. <laughs> well, what, my I, God. what I would like to find out is that Toby's not on the road, but living in his van at a Wendy's in Franklin, yeah. kicked out of the house. That's, that, <laughs> that's what I was wishing the scenario was. <laughs> yeah, I got to come clean. <laughs> Jess and I have a marriage on the rocks. Deadbeat dad hadn't played my child support, and so uh, yeah, <laughs> and you, I'm in and a you band look really happy McDonald's. right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got a couple of new soccer names for y'all. Like it really is unbelievable being at my son's soccer game and hearing the names that parents are cheering for. Oh yeah, let me just tell you. Yes, I let love me just tell you. <laughs> tell me something. Let me tell you two of them: Sterling mm-hmm. and Knox. <laughs> yeah. Come on, oh, Knox. Yeah. <laughs> And Sterling, I mean, everybody knows, you know, the Wyatts. I wrote that one down, but Wyatt, that's been around for a while. But it is just crazy. And I think you termed it. 
you terming it uh, soccer names, it just soccer makes so names, much sense. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't put a finger on it. But I'm telling you, go to a soccer game and the parents are all yelling different. So names. that means the problem with that Quinn is just, and Miles. Like a, yeah, there's just a, they're <laughs> hip little names, and it's hard. Like even no matter what way you go with the name, it's either going to be overdone or underdone. But it's the funniest thing when people think they're being inventive, and then that comes out to be the cliche. It's hilarious. Yeah. And the, right. the ultimate soccer names. I, I guess you had a Sterling. There's probably Miles. What was the other one? Uh, Declan. 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 Now, every other kid on the soccer field is for sure named Jaden, Braden, or Caden. I guarantee oh, 100%. you. 100%. And those are, those are literally the worst names of all time. And I don't care. I know people, I, I know your, your nieces and nephews and your kids, your listeners are named those things. Those are dumb names. Jaden. I, I think Braden spawned then Caden and then Jaden. I believe that'd be the order of how they came out. Somebody thought Braden was a good name. And then how about, a, I don't want to go with a straight Braden. How about Caden? And then, you know, Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Toby, you'd get a you'd get a kick out of this, man. So imagine yourself. So basically, what happens at Seacoast Church is after the message um, is is given on the screen by a speaker uh, from the main church, they go into a prayer, and that's the signal for the worship team and the campus pastor, yours truly, to go up yeah. there, and then we do response time. So Toby. Uh, when he was working at Seacoast, he would he would go up there right away, he'd start tuning his guitar, looking at his uh, music sheets and all that. Toby, imagine you doing that, and then all of a sudden you see your campus pastor and best friend <laughs> fall falling over the first row. Oh, no. you, did you fall off the stage, or what'd you do? No, so there's no stage. It's a movie theater. But what happened was when uh, when our senior pastor said, "Okay, let's pray," I immediately stood up, and the people on my right they didn't know who I was. They were visitors, yeah. and usually I would just tap them so they would know I need to get out. But they were just so into their prayer. Now our theater had just replaced the seating with gigantic comfortable seats. So I used to be able to just whip my leg over the front row and basically just walk over it no problem. So I I, I throw my leg, my left leg around uh you know over the front row and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't clear this." But then I'm already straddling it like a horse, so it, I, I, I'm like, well, I might as well just keep going that way. When I go that way, I catch my foot on the top of the chair and literally fall on my hands and knees. <laughs> Toby, I knock, I knock down a microphone, and Carissa, who's one of our worship leaders, immediately drops to her knees and mouths, are you okay? <laughs> So and this is like the this is like the emotional response. This is wild. Yeah, this is during prayer. This is right. during prayer. So, um, I mean, I could not. I don't get super embarrassed about those things. Like initially, obviously, I was like, "Holy cow!" I just fell on the floor in front of all these people. Yeah. But I have no problem with making light of it. So I go into response time making fun of myself. Well, a lot of people told me after the fact that I didn't even have to say anything because. They heard the commotion, but they had they all had their eyes closed. But it was <laughs> it was crazy, man. That's that really. Is, I think I I think I need to sue Seacoast for negligence. Hazard. I mean, my negligence. job is tough. I gotta I gotta get up on stage in a certain amount of time. Like I, I, I mean, falling hard. in front of people must be it, it, like everybody has that story, right? Like best, at a, yeah. at, a, at the wrong moment, somebody just falls all over the place terribly. Well, I mean, here's what. 
you two alone have filled my life with it. I crashed yeah. my bike at Here's Clemson what's... going down the big stair. I ride. I would ride my mountain bike around to classes at Clemson when I was yeah. there, and it was just it was so many people in these class change, and I would ride down this steps to, in front of the library and stuff like that, and I busted my ass and fell down in front of maybe two hundred people <laughs> watching me just eat shit going down the steps on a mountain bike doing class changes when I was well, eighteen years old. <laughs> it's hilarious. Here's, what, here's what's funny is I didn't bother to go back to my seat. I just stayed on the front row, and so. During the worship time, my wife is behind me and everybody's singing except my wife, who is like laughing from the depths of her soul. <laughs> is la- like she didn't sing one word, she just could not stop laughing. I would have probably thought is something real bad. Like, is he having another seizure or anything like I that? I don't like, think I- you, I, I personally think that if you were in place, given how close we are. You would have had a hard time going through with worship because it oh, the, sure. just the visual would have tickled you to death. So talking about not being in good shape because you're getting older, one thing that is really good about me touring around the world is that I always have my workout plans with me on my phone, and that's because of Beach Body On Demand. So let me tell you about it. I know you've heard of P90X, Tony Horton, all that stuff, because it's just also awesome. And now that it's on my phone, I can't believe it. Beach Body On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide, and I do mean wide, variety of highly effective, world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs, plus extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals. With step-by-step program guides, workout calendars, comprehensive nutrition plans, and an innovative portion control focused cooking show, Fixate, and the motivation and support of growing of a growing community, Beachbody on Demand is the total package. They have stuff like, like I said, P90X, Pio, 21 Day Fix, uh, and three week yoga retreat. That's what's really cool, especially for me and my wife when I'm at home. She got me into yoga. I always thought it was of the devil. <laughs> the church, the church always told me that, and then I was like, wait a minute, this isn't at all. This is like great for your brain. It's amazing. Uh, I love it. I actually really do feel like yoga helps my brain and my body. So what is the current state of your health and where is, what's your fitness level? How do you want to live? What do you want to do? There's over 100 recipe videos even where you will learn how to prep your meals, cook kid or vegan friendly meals, and even practice your bartending skills with healthy yet delightful cocktails. That's what's so cool about Beachbody On Demand. They have something for everybody. You can make this as hard as you want or as easy entry level as you want. It does everything for you. Our listeners can claim a free trial membership. Bad Christian listeners just text bad Christian, two words, bad Christian to three zero three zero three zero and get full access to this entire platform for free. That's Beachbody on demand. Let's, uh, I'm going to tell y'all about what I did last night. I went to King's Kaleidoscope and John Mark McMillan here in Seattle last night. Uh, oh, that's lucky. awesome. Yeah, it's that was a, a good it's show. A, yeah, it's crazy. I had a, it made me think a whole bunch of stuff. I've been thinking about a whole bunch of stuff anyway, but it kind of focused or, or made me you think have. some weird things. <laughs> yeah, it made me, yeah, I've been thinking. What a surprise. But uh, it gave me some weird... Aside from thinking, which is the background to it, I also sometimes and do have feelings. And going to a live concert will give you feelings. And that's what I like about wow. it. Wow. You know what I mean? I, I had this really... I would. I don't even know if I'd call it refreshing, but this really weird thing of being it, watching live music as a fan is totally different than watching yeah. than being playing the show. So I very rarely go to a show that I'm not one of the performers, even though I watch side stage and see other bands, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. go to be a fan at a show is something more special than 
than you would think or than I would think. Because I usually am up on stage right. going, oh, all the mysteries out of this or this is whatever or it's a job. But I like it, but it's fun or whatever. But if I go to a concert, it's, it becomes almost, and I want to say this word and mean it, magical. Like there's a magical thing that I can't yeah. quite get a grip on. And I've always pondered it. What is that thing that gives in the room the energy? Like it would be the same in comedy, but for certainly in music, it's like if I, w- I was watching Kings K play and that he they were into it and the crowd was into it and it was connecting like it was happening. You know what I mean? From my observational yep. standpoint, that thing where, you know, you're into it and there's nuances coming out in Chad's voice because of the audience participation back and all this stuff. I'm thinking if I was standing here watching the exact same thing at two in the afternoon with no crowd in here and they were sound checking or trying to play the song, even if you told them play it as best as you could possibly play it, it would have been, if you could A, B, back and forth between the crowd being in the room and not, even if the sounds were the same, it's not the same. There's something there and it's weird. Like there's something that's actually happening and I don't don't know how to say if it's physics or there's interacting particles or what it is, but it's so hard to define that interactive energy about humans gathered together doing a thing do you know what i'm talking about well here yeah here's what's interesting though and i agree with the chemistry between the fans and the actual band but what is just unreal is when a band can pull off that magical moment when there is very little crowd similar mm-hmm. to when we all you know, it's an obscure band but when we all saw puller together we literally were like the only ones in the crowd, and yet we were dumbfounded and awestruck by what they were doing mm-hmm. on stage. So if you add to that not only a good band, uh, a band that knows how to perform and get people into it, and you have a, a big crowd, yeah, it's it's almost like, so I, I'll get super poetic, it's almost like everyone is able to leave their problems mm-hmm. and uh, leave everything out the door and come to a, a common place of music and enjoying it. And there's an appreciation from the fans to the musicians mm-hmm. because they're like, man, I'm enjoying this. I look up to these guys. I love their music. And then, obviously, you feel a lot better from uh, from a musician standpoint for the crowd to be into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it just feeds it, man. It just, ah! Well, it's yeah, like this but, cycle. It just know, feeds each other. Well, And there's more to it than that. So the other thing that I, that's interesting or powerful about it is... Um, Hey, hey, hey! Toby's falling asleep. That's all right. He, Toby's in his—he's in his bed zone, so he can go to sleep if he likes. <laughs> I tell you, nothing sleeps like a Toyota Sienna, 2006 Toyota Sienna. <laughs> hey, re, re, hey, hold on! Just, I want to say something too. You know that you bring this up, Matt. That's interesting because I—I I always wondered why does anybody ever want to see our sound check? Mm-hmm. Like, if anybody ever gets to get in, they watch kind of attentively. Like, mm-hmm. if a fan got to come in early or whatever. And the reason why now I'm starting, I guess I didn't, it, it's something totally different than the night. Yep. So right, even that, they get to actually see a backstage thing that won't be the same show. Like us running oh, soundcheck yeah, no is not the same song as it yeah. will be later that night. So that you're right. There is an energy. I, th- I think probably it just comes from one thing. I think you paid to be there. So you're, you're invested in the show mm-hmm. and you've been waiting and you want this. And then when you see the band and they're putting on a good show, it just heightens it even more. You're like, man, they're not only awesome on CD, but I love them in person. And that man is so much that their actual physical energy on stage conveys to the crowd, I guess, like yeah. in an emotional way. But I thought that was, I thought that was just, you know, like, uh, here's where I'm going. I'm going somewhere even deeper with this, but I thought 
from being on stage so much that it was manufactured or just an illusion is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I've been under the impression yeah. for the last bit of time that their illusion is on the behalf of the crowd. Who Matt, just are you saying is this is a God thing? I'll get there. Are you saying I'll it's get a there. God you gotta thing? Slow down. It's a God thing? Holy Hashtag shit. God thing? You got to slow down. Oh, man. I'm saying I've, a I've God been under thing. Y'all impre- wouldn't understand, you atheists. Holy Spirit. The I would think the illusion was on the behalf of the audience member who's in the lights <laughs> and paid to get in. And the bands, they're doing the same shit every night. They know how to fake it. And it's just an illusion. But it's the, I, the damn I think, God thing. I think that's not really what's going on. I think there actually is more. There's some more energy there. And I hate that sounds so woo woo to say there's some energy there but there is and so i think it's just you become numb to it as a performer so my point of view is more that oh i just am tuned out of it every night but it actually is a phenomenon that i do believe is there and thus brings me and and it takes a little bit more to put me all the way over the edge to really consider uh (laughs) something profound which is king's kaleidoscope is a band that i got to know just because they were did worship at my church when they were at Mars Hill and I would, was doing stuff yep. there. And so there's, they're unbelievably familiar to me in that regard. So like chewing gum and studying for a test or a song you used to warm up to at baseball practice. It, when I hear that band play those songs and they, they did, they even did one, uh, come now fount last night. They did that too. And when I heard that they're playing the same song that I heard in church, like, you know, 10 years ago, the same version, in fact, except for now they're this totally different thing and this totally different vibe and they've changed so much and that church is gone and I'm a totally different than I was then. And when they start, I was already in like that mode of going, this is a special, this is energy. What is this crowd stuff? And then when they started playing that, I was like, uh-oh. I, I was like, I could feel myself sitting in the pew at church watching that, <laughs> like all the, the neuron configurations back to that. So I understand there's it's some physical stuff to that. And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, it put me... I was like, oh crap, this is, that's real. That what, what, it, you know, basically I, I wound up being feeling a little bit tortured and sad going, wait a minute. Like it made me feel the way I felt when I was part of a relatively authoritarian big church worshiping God to this music and being very, very into it. And I could only just yeah. think, I really miss that. Yeah. I just, I really ah. miss that. Like that was so good. Yeah. That was so good when I was that when that was my, that was the right when that was my life that was so good and I miss that like I'm not and it's not coming back I don't imagine it, or at least that all those things together in that way I mean I just like I have different ways of looking at it. I just don't think I'll be back there but it was great well imagine uh, imagine just for a second I think Toby's the first one who mentioned this years ago as like a monthly church gathering imagine those feelings that mm-hmm. you just described, those yearnings, and you do get that, but once a month. Imagine how, and uh, imagine multiplying you by like three dozen people that are all yearning for that, and and they get it once a month. Mm-hmm. How awesome! Would Maybe that be? I mean Here, I don't here's know. something I mean, that I, I think it had to do. Like I'm a, saying it had to do more to do with my situation in life and the the things that I was believing and thinking, which I think were a little uh, immature, gotcha. even spiritually, gotcha. and some of them not even good. But it felt good. I felt like I belonged in that pew, and I knew what I was doing, and this was definitely right. And this, you know, I was kind of blinded to some larger realities, but it felt really good. I like yeah. it. Like I, I, I see not wanting to leave that too, but Here's, I think I've moved. I can only say I, f- I hope I've moved past it, not just and being shitty. I, but I move, I'm trying to figure out more stuff now. But there's something about the more innocent 
more answers available, things, ducks being in a row and having a system, it felt really good. Yeah. That's you know, why it works. As, that's why church works. Though. Yeah, that yeah. is why. But don't I mean? But there's something real the, there. That's what I'm saying. There's some. Is, is, there yes. is God there too. There is but worship he, music. There's something beyond the super but Matt, physical but, stuff. But I've also. But I also think if you looked at it with your other side of your brain, and I'm going to do that in a little bit. Brain, I, I want to go that way too. But okay, go ahead. all right, we'll get there. But that's what I'm saying. Wait, I think wait. you would go. Well, of course, it's emotional. And that's what the church does. Is it just emotion? Is it just the crowd and the energy and all that moment? Mm-hmm. Is it really the Holy Spirit? Or is it the humans that are there wanting to feel that? Mm-hmm. But see, that's the thing is I don't I don't. I, know. I sound so negative. I don't believe that, but I'm just saying there, there is the reason you gather and sing songs together is because that works. It puts you in that mode. But that doesn't mean way it's not also you, real, though. It's not, it's not yep. just it works. It works because of a real reason that is true. But I don't know... I don't know if there is a necessary distinction here. So, so let, let's face it. If uh, hold if on, can I answer? One, uh, that, if you, hold on. If you put in like your favorite album and you're listening to a song and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is just so awesome. I love this. Christian or not Christian, believer in God or not, yeah. you feel something. Like you feel like it makes you feel good. Now imagine the Christian can take it to a d- different level. They can take the feelings that everybody experiences with music that they love, but then we can say, man, God. Oh my gosh, like right. God, like that's where my mind is going. And if you pair that with the fact that it's an actual spiritual song, I'm just not so sure that it's necessarily like feeling the Holy Spirit as much as it's feeling the beauty of the music and then allowing your mind to attribute that to God. So I just don't I don't know if the distinction that's a good way to say is it. even necessary. I don't know if well, it's necessary. Uh, well, well, how about this though? I, I really did we Matt, you and I have talked about this. I think I heard it on I was listening to a podcast, I forget which one too, and they were kind of talking about the idea of can a computer will one day a computer be able to write a song that would make yeah. you cry? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. And the reason why is because because there's certain things and certain ways, and that's why we that's why we all like one four five songs in you know one four five as opposed to uh, all uh, you know six six five or so. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not even that good, but you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying that's why we don't we don't only play songs in a certain way or or it's not you know atonal. Well, atonal is music. You know what I mean? Like they're doing something really crazy, playing a playing a note flat, ang, 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 that, that's supposed to be an A, and you play it a hair off, or it's not tuned or something. The reason why is it because it appeals. It make that thing inside of us goes, oh, I like this, I don't like that. So I agree with you. I like the way Joey said it, though. I I do think that we see beauty. It it triggers us, and that's kind of that. Maybe there's no free will thing. Of course, you would like the song that relates to where you're at in your life. It's about death or somebody breaking your heart. Or or mm-hmm. everybody's there feeling the moment and wanting to wanting it not to last and go back to work the next day or get back to their problems or anything like that. Like I think Joey, you said that. Like it's a night where you can come in and forget all your problems for a minute. That alone sets you up for huge success in loving it. Just just the fact that you yeah. can go see a rock and, and- show or a music show and go, I walk away from all my problems for just a few hours. That alone means you're going to have an emotional good night. Yeah. I think. Before yep. you even yeah, walk in, yeah, you're setting I, yourself I, up I for just, that. I, I have Not been to steal your joy. To sh- <laughs> yeah. I, I've been trying to shy away from giving an emotional experience such a, such a bad name because I'm like, why, why is that a bad thing 
how else are we going to react to something that's moving? Now, what I think we fall into that's unhealthy is depending on those emotions for almost like our contentment mm-hmm. and, oh, I've got to go from one emotional high to another. But it yeah. seems like yeah, if you true. are gathered as a bunch of of Christians with one purpose, and that is to seek God and worship Him, it seems like that of all times is the time to tap into emotions. Why not? Like We're talking music, which is probably, the great, in my opinion, the greatest form of art, and you're talking community, and everybody's seeking this hope that everybody's just desperately hoping is true. I don't, I can't think of an, a more emotional experience than that. Yeah, that's so valid. I, I well, the, well yeah, I do. I have some more thoughts on that, and I have a, another prediction. You know, I had did the celebrity death explosion last episode. I have another p- prediction I want to explore. But first, I'm going to tell you about Policy Genius. Now, I know life insurance is not the most fun thing in the world to talk about. In fact, it's something a lot of people avoid, but it is really important. So I'm here to at least make it a little bit easier and give you a what I would call a tool for getting good information and making good decisions. Um, so in fact, life insurance can be confusing too. That's another issue. But policygenius.com is the place to go learn about it and get good quotes from America's top providers and save up to 40% on your policy. It sounds crazy, but this has never existed before. So basically, you're just going to get to go over there and learn, get good info about the the policies and what you need. And there's no pressure there. There's no salesman. There's no people um, trying to talk you into something or playing on your emotions or the pressure, nothing like that. This is where you get to actually browse insurance and figure out how to make the best decision you can for you and your family. So they're, they're is super user-friendly and it helps you find the best policy at the best price. And most Americans think life insurance costs two to three times more than it really does. And if you're one of them, then uh, you, you stand to save more money than you think. So if you have any questions, they have a team of licensed experts waiting to talk you through it. No call waiting, no pressing three, followed by the pound sign. You get actual customer service. And they don't just do life insurance, by the way, health insurance. You can even insure your pet over there. Uh, you can do all, all of this at policygenius.com. So if you've been putting off life insurance or want to make sure the insurance you have is right for you, check out policygenius.com today. You can save up to 40% just by comparison just by comparing policies. The quotes are free. There's no sales pressure and zero hassle. Policygenius.com. It's life insurance for the 21st century. Okay, let's continue with this topic a little bit, but part of me was worried that, uh, man, this is, this is really crazy overall, but it, it, Matt, before we go, before we do that, can I just ask you, uh, if your wiener's doing okay? No, it's not. Okay. Did it, did go you ahead. get the, did you get the medication? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but I want to. You didn't even let me say my point after the awesome. You did an awesome policy genius, and you totally forgot. Matt doesn't ad. care. Matt you doesn't totally care what you well, think. Well, what Joey was saying before we went to the ad was uh, that is there a better time? Like that, it should be fine to be emotional with God, right? That is where I think a lot of the danger actually comes from with Christianity because it feels so strongly like you could have left there last night at the, you know, the John Mark and the King's Kaleidoscope show going, that was the best show I've ever seen. Was it, is there a better show? Maybe, you know, but you experienced that. So you had an experience there that meant it was true to you. But when you relate uh, uh, all the uh, emotionality and allow that to infiltrate our view and our our (laughs) brains of God, uh, uh, our view of God, then, then when we leave the church setting, 
you it causes you not to think as that as objectively about our God because you've been now influenced by emotion, right. which is so hard to go, hey, I felt that. It was amazing. It was so wonderful. God God moved. Yes, no, you do, yeah, but it, I but, agree. but people don't. None of us do. Well, I agree, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. I, I, no, no, no people do. And that's where this is where I'm trying to go with this. I ha- there's about three there's three forces at play here. I kind of solidified that thinking about this last night is wait a second. There's like three things that pull on me pretty hard. Now, the problem is when you talk about maturity or some people feel this way, it, it's a li- we've entered the time where the emotional stuff has been overdone and overused and abused to where it's we start to smell it, it starts to feel funny, start to feel manipulated. And that is a lot for a lot of people what triggers a, what you call a deconstruction spiritually. And so yeah. I've been very, very moved by my experiences to undergo that process. So there's a part of me that feels pulled directly away from Christianity and evangelicalism or, or all that stuff. Just to be quite plain, I feel a pull or a push or something away from that. There's a gravity that wants to pull me away from the total amount of, I don't know, orthodoxy or culture or something because I know sure. something's bad there. That's a right and yep. it's a right reaction, I believe, and a lot of people are having that. But you get so into that mode that I'm totally just assume that's just some direction to head or something. You know, it's just inertially I'm just that's the direction I'm going. I'm slowly getting rid of this and getting rid of that. And I see that's weird and that's how this was. So that forces that yeah. play. Now uh, there's this total other force though that that kind of takes hold that to me that I have I don't know that this speaks to other people but it's the real real brass tacks logical rational which ultimately I would say is a nihilistic tendency so now yeah. that I'm out there and considering things just like when I was eight years old man I just thought well this religion stuff seems silly all this stuff seems silly uh, once I learn yeah. enough about science and the real world and material, I, I'm sure I'll have no place for this religion stuff. That's what I felt strongly yeah. when I was eight years old. Um, and then I had a long detour into spirituality. And then now that I'm deconstructing that, I feel almost back in that same place. It's just like, what? You know, I love science and technology, and I've been doing a lot of reading and doing stuff about, uh, or audiobooks about artificial intelligence and the future of technology. And it's just, I just love it so much. But it's, um, <clears throat> in fact, my, uh, I want everybody to listen to the last Break It Down episode I did because I had this author on of a sci-fi speculative fiction guy that knows all this science. He's great. His name's Rob Reed. So go listen to that episode. But that's totally the world I'm in. I've done another couple of AI books since. And I love all that stuff. And it just makes you get this real narrow feel like everything can be explained with neuroscience. You can get, uh, you know, we're building virtual worlds. We're going to do all this stuff. There's going to be machines that are intelligent or more intelligent than humans. And I'm wildly attracted to that because it sounds really true. But of course, there's the real nihilistic, no, there's nothing. Nothing matters. There is nothing. But I, part of me is attracted to that. So I feel pulled in that way, which is you know, not even related to spirituality, really. It's just this whole other world that is making sense. So it scares me because it's yeah. like, oh, I'm just attracted to it because it seems like there's answers there or it makes sense or we can eventually figure it out. That's what I feel like. And I'm attracted to that too. And then, so I think those are the two forces. And then I realized on a night like last night, oh, there's also the real mystical, magical thing that is spiritual that no matter how far I get away from it, I know there's more here than is physical or materialism could ever speak to. And so then that really messes up my nihilistic, what, I, that's probably not the right word for it, but the materialistic ways I'm thinking scientifically, that really messes that up. Because I, here I am last week thinking, 
certainly we can build virtual reality that is every bit of this concert and more. But then last night I'm going, but no, you can't because there's actually something here that I find I think might be mystical. Do you know what I mean? So I'm poor. And, and so yeah. that to me is the, that is the God thing. That is mystical. That is Jesus. That is that special stuff that I feel confirmed and have had experience with that I believe in too. So it's like all three of those forces are pulling in these really, really bizarre different ways. And there's I mean, I no, that, there's I, not, I mean, I don't even have any clue, but it's very confusing. I, think, I feel just like I did when I was eight years old. I think Science Mike did a great job in his book, like describing exactly what you just said and letting both of those run wild. Yeah. Like you shouldn't like Christians shouldn't make you or you shouldn't make yourself feel bad for thinking scientifically and doubting spiritual mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, I don't feel and bad. I'm I'm you, running uh, wild no, know, in all I three know. directions. Like I'm gonna go wild right. with all three is all I know to do. <laughs> right. But I mean, I, I honestly, I think that's the best answer. Some someone who truly believes in a spiritual life—that's the best answer you can give—is just by saying, "I know scientifically it makes no sense, but from my experience, I can't deny it." I mean, what else? What else do we have to say? That it, it really should stop there. Now, I definitely think there's some constructive dialogue from a scientific perspective, in you know, including God in the equation and all that stuff. But it shouldn't be our foundational argument at all better than i was saying it i 100 agree with your points what is when i think that it, it doesn't work is when one of those is the most crazy and wild and the one that you rely on the most like matt you're saying that you yeah. like you you actually enjoy critical thinking mm -hmm. you actually think that you you like looking at what we have and what we can test and what we can see yeah also you also enjoy experiences just as much, and both of those are a part of your personality or your makeup or whoever you are. So that is really good. That's amazing. What I'm saying is, in those instances, I feel like sometimes, like in the instance of church maybe or a political gathering or a show, you can take that and it become the most thing, the emotionality of it, the, the moment of it. And in church, it, there is a reason why a certain part of a song makes you want to raise your hands. Yeah, it's written for that. See, it's written yeah, for that. See, that lends to the it's scientific side, but that's the, that's what I'm saying. That's all simulatable. A computer can do that, and it will right. do that. And that to me is not yes. bad. Or, it's exciting in a way, but then on the other hand, it takes you down this other place where some eventually something's missing that way. But we've overdone. It's just this weird thing where we've come online and go, wait a minute. These are, there are all these manipulations here. There, which right. is the very same reason that we believe they can be done by a computer as well. But I mean, we so we've got to. You know, that's exciting in a way. Let me, I, I think I am seeing your point and I'll, I'll even agree. Like, you know, I want, I, I, some people don't maybe still know this, but don't, you don't have to, uh, it's not a coincidence that when people always talk about our podcast, they, when somebody talks about our podcast, they go, man, I like that podcast, but I don't agree with everything they said. You don't, I mean, of course you shouldn't. Like, you don't even need that disclaimer. Some of the things that we say are literally me talking to my two best friends in the world like Nonsense, that's what's really yeah. cool about this opportunity so <laughs> and so what i'll say about that what going off of what you were saying is there is something missing or there is something unique in the group um at last week we were talking about the harvey weinstein guy it's not weinstein weinstein Steen. um and some of the stuff he did and i was just posing the question why did people why did some of the ladies stay quiet for so long why is it only coming out now and a lady, I won't tell her name because I don't know how much of her story she wants out there, people. But she posted in that she had worked at a like a fast food restaurant and had been molested at the job, and was told you know that she would be fired or a family member would be fired. What all this stuff? And uh, she she made a really 
uh, great statement, kind of going to what you were talking about, that when Pete, when the group, when a group started coming out, everybody now feels more comfortable to come out. Like there's a tribe or there's a group effort to do something and go, Hey, we can, mm-hmm. now we can actually, because more than one person had to stand, you know, stood up, then it was actually enabled the whole group to finally be able to stay up, you know, to, to stand up and stand against that. So I see that, like, I, I see that, um, it, after doing these true men, I am first of all blown away by how many people are sexually molested or raped or hurt men and women. It is just unbelievable. I, I'm more blown away than I ever have been about the reality of the world we live in, of how cruel people are to each other, mm-hmm. and it, it's just crazy. But I am, I do see that. That's like one thing. Like last week, I was just asking the question, and now maybe I even do see that. That for so long, it's hard for you to take a stand against something because the the bigger power seems so overwhelming so when people stand with you that means something and that's kind of going back to your point of the show or church i think that the natural there is something to be said for a group coming together to do something may joey i think you were talking about that sunday morning everybody's there it of course you would feel something but also it might actually enable you in a way to connect with god like what maybe on your own it is harder to connect with our god and in a group there's some kind of uh, invisible force with us that enables us then to feel a way and be a way that we can't be on our own. That whole is relationship, mystical, the whole connection. But I don't know if it's mystical or not, but it seems like it is. I mean, that's what I'm but, saying. I but it doesn't have to be mystical. Maybe God doesn't have to be mystical True. always. Or, that's what I'm you know saying. What I mean? that, Maybe. My general thinking, nine out of ten days or 90% of the time, is fully focused on these things are discoverable, programmable, learnable, decipherable. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I take great comfort in that. In, fi- in fact, I like it because at least it'll make sense. It might mean that there's less meaning in the world, but it would at least it makes sense, which I find comforting or is a drive of mine. All right. Well, hang on a second, though. But, Joey, first, real quick, would you tell us about Lyft? All right. Excited to tell you a little bit about Lyft here. My wife and I are both in busy seasons of life, taking the kids all over the place after school for extracurricular activities. And if one of us gets in a little bind, car problems or something, the other one may not be able to bail us out. We don't have those problems anymore, though, because of an app like Lyft. We pick up our phone, we click on the Lyft app, a driver comes to us, takes us where we need to go, and it's a very pleasant experience all the way around. In fact, statistically, 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect 5-star rating by the customer. So like I said, very pleasant experience. So here's the deal, Lyft takes care of their drivers. That's why it's a pleasant experience. In fact, Lyft was the first rideshare platform with tipping built right into the app. They realized that getting tips shouldn't depend on whether your passenger has cash and they want to take care of their drivers who get to keep 100% of the tips that they uh, that they acquire, and that adds up fast. Drivers have been paid over $200 million since the feature was first introduced. Lyft also wants their drivers to get paid almost instantly instead of waiting for weeks, so they have express pay. Uh, Lyft also even wants to take out the guesswork from pickups. The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. So this is an awesome company. They know how to take care of their employees. Um, so yeah, if you let's just say you are in grad school, you want to make a little extra money, but you want to work when you have time to work and you can't commit to a bunch of hours, look at this company to drive for because it's the perfect 
situation for you as far as that scenario is concerned. And it's uh, it's a company that cares about you. So you can go to lyft.com slash badchristian today and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. That's lyft, L-Y-F-T dot com slash badchristian. Limited time only. Terms apply. Go check them out right now. Anyway, so all that to say, I want to do a little bit more science-like stuff here. So can we do science for a little bit? Science yeah. and prediction. I'd we'll love stay, to stay do on the some same science. Topic. We'll stay on the same topic, though. But I hadn't played this song in a little bit, so we'll just hit this sound effect here. I wanted to use it since we're talking about it. Astrophysics, chemistry, cellular biology, mathematics, gravitation, electromagnetism, evolution. And now it's time for Science Lessons for Christians. Because when it comes to science, Christians are stupid. <laughs> okay. So this isn't a, a segment where I want to, you know, explain a whole bunch of stuff, but I just want to keep thinking about this topic uh, and give a future prediction, which I'll just tease here and we'll get back to it. Ooh, I believe that I, like I believe that music and specifically guitar playing is gonna be totally out of there. Like <laughs> it's gonna go <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll build that case in a, in a little bit, and then I'll piggybacking on that. Wait, same, uh, uh, you said you said music and guitar playing. <laughs> yeah, out of there. Not <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be a sharp decline in those things. Um, and I'll build a little case for that in a second. But not. But only I mean, it's that, really funny. It's really funny. You chose music first. You said music, which is everything, and you said yeah, and, and guitar, guitar playing. <laughs> what I can handle, the, I can handle the music part. The guitar playing, my god. <laughs> well, the guitar playing is gonna be in the leading edge of the, the, the wider phenomenon um, and uh, I'll piggyback this one on for another time but also golf is going to be almost eliminated in, in the near future but I'm not, I won't go into that one today but what but but this is a problem of maybe a larger concern that I have of a technological nature um, and that is that we our generation is so such a special one I don't think it's been understood that us and Millennials is just the most I think it's just this going to be this amazing hinge point when you look back at history. Like this was those two generations are the split point of the the past age and the future age almost. And I think it's just going to be more profound than you than you realize right now. But one of the things that might happen is the next couple of generations may enter a world that is so digitally connected and virtual that they some of the stuff I'm talking about last night that mystical vibe or going to yeah. concerts and do and feeling the real energy in a room the stuff that we can't program or simulate yet and maybe never can or maybe will that what if that is is gone what if we're the the last generation that can even well articulate oh yeah but there was nothing like actually being on a roller coaster when you were with your people yeah. at the thing or going to a concert. We may be trying to explain that long into our deaths when fully connected people born in now and going forward don't even know what, we'll never have a good grasp of what we're talking about. And the reason I got on that train is I finally uh, gave in and put on a VR headset and experienced a VR world this week. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah, and I was trying to avoid it for some of these reasons because I don't want to think about it. I don't want to get obsessed with it. I was kind of assuming I wanted to let the technology get better before I ever put it on or anything. Right. But in the office here where I work at, there's a, a, a Oculus Rift. The, the people here are animators and programmers, yeah. and they have a badass Oculus Rift set up outside, and I finally put it on. And it's all over, man. I like... 
It's just unbelievable. It's all huh? over. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> you know, it's it's way it was way more advanced than I thought. And it's, I put oh, I just no. put it on, and I was in this digital lobby, and it was this nice deck outside with the the sun shining, and there's beautiful view every three three hundred sixty degrees, and I was in there. It was just the lobby, like before you even go into the games and stuff, and I was just like. I was in there. You, you feel like I felt spatially like I was in this vast big space. I felt it. I felt like I was inside of it. And then eventually I had to take the thing back off. And then it's like, oh shit. Like reality was gross and depressing. <laughs> is the, is the, the, the distinct phenomenon that I felt when I took uh, that thing God's off. creation. Uh. Yeah. It was, you know, and there's a beautiful vista like there, but it's not one I have access to. Like I can't be on a mountaintop with a deck overlooking the thing doing my work on my laptop. But if I put on the VR headset, I can, uh, basically. So, right. uh, you know, I could go, whatever it is. And, I, and and it's not fully immersive when with all senses or anything, but that, we'll just get there. But what I'm saying is it was so convincing that I was, you know, a few hours before I went to that concert, I was like, well, there's there's no point. I mean, we'll just, li- we could just live in this world. And it's, if it gets a little bit better, we'll be fine. But then I'm thinking, yeah. you know, how, how, how much of those things are we going to be able to simulate? Like the crowd energy, are we just going to be able to get that? Or does part is, you know, driving there and the experience and the other context really play in how much and how much of this are we, are we going to be able to simulate? You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason that you wouldn't be in this virtual world that just actually is better. Like, we already spend the time looking at our, our phones all the time. And we th- that is yeah. our genuine social life. It's not our virtual social life. That is our social life. The virtual designation has been dropped. You use Facebook, you use messaging, and that is your real social life. It's not a fake one, right? Right. So right. if that screen was all the way to your face or in your goggles or in your contacts, I mean, what's the difference? I mean, you're going to enter the virtual world and it'll probably be more attractive than the physical world in the next couple of decades. Thus, we might be the first generation that has to try to explain to people what it used to be like. And and all future generations will n- maybe never know. We'll be the last generation to miss what it used to be like. The, la- the end right, so- of the physical age... You might be the last generation of that. You'll be 80 years old, and kids that are 10, you'll not be able to tell them the point of the real world. Yikes. All right. All right. So, obviously, I, I, I can't really grasp, you know, all the different details of this, but let's start here. Let's say someone comes to my house and says, hey, here's a virtual uh, thingy computer <laughs> that you can, that you can like enter, and it's way better mm-hmm. than your life. Um, you always feel good. You don't have negative emotions. You can. No, do I'm not whatever talking even about do. that. Can... I'm just saying that you would put it on, and your house would be bigger and be- like you know, you could live in a bigger, better house as long as you keep the goggles on. Uh, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I mean, I, gotcha. this, I'm not saying I'm not making any vast predictions about how we'll interface with VR. I'm just telling you, it can be better than what you have here. If you if you live in a trailer park, you put on your VR goggles. At least now you can. Like interact, and you could interact with somebody else's avatar with perfect skin that's beautiful, and they're a real person in Romania who you're in love with, and you're in a beautiful cafe in uh, Venice. You could spend your whole right. evening doing that, or you can go down to Dunkin' Donuts and try to hit on a girl down there. Your choice. That's the one's the real world, <laughs> one's the virtual world that's empowered and enabled and pairing you with the right people. I mean, and, and it's real. It's right. not fake. It, it, it'll be just as real as your messaging life is your real social life now. You know, it won't be fake, is what I'm saying. It'll right. be real, and you will live in it when it's available to you. Right? There's no way eventually, too. Right? And eventually, so it, it's it's only getting better to where eventually, what that that means is it will, in fact, um, all your senses 
will be met too. Like right. it, it will be all your like right now. There's you only said five it's of them. everything, right? So it's going to do that, and so then when it gets to that level, it will be real to you. It is real too. I mean, you, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. Every virtual thing yeah. becomes not virtual, yeah. and you just accept it as real. But you're but that's half, the, most that's of what your I'm saying. Life like, is what, digital now. Right. You, it's real. But what we're saying is that means there really isn't virtual reality. There's just reality. That's right. That's what it so, will so, be to gen- right. the three, four, six, ten generations from now. We'll simply call it reality, and they will right. they will vehemently know that it is reality, and you'll be trying to, maybe when you're 80 years old, you'll be trying yeah. to explain. But no, no, though, it's, you, there's something you're missing, right. and then we'll die, and then nobody will ever be able to right. hearken back to the physical age again. That's scary. Like it's like the end of the physical age is almost imminent. No, but it's only scary because of the time frame you grew up in. It it will in fact be better and the right yeah. thing to do, and it won't be different. It's still reality. It just won't seem like it to you the same way as our grandparents but said. Almost that, everybody that their disagrees time was with what you're saying right now. Almost everybody out there is, is trying as hard as they can to reject the notion that we'll live in pods and it'll be good. But it's. You're, no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. But the only reason they're saying that is because we don't. Yeah. The same way as we, our grandparents or the older generation said that rock music was bad and was you shouldn't listen to it. It's all well, the only way to do music is this this way. Right. And now we go, no, you can do it anyway. It's That's totally right. fine, no matter how you want to do yes. it. So you, give, you know, I'll give make, an example make, about the concert last night. I had to get in the car at late at night and drive down there and figure about if I was going to drink and drive. And I, drop my, I had to drop my mother-in-law off. I had to get on the guest list. I had to go in. I had to worry who I saw and what I didn't. And then I luckily right. got through all those barriers and had the experience that I like, the magical, mystical, musical experience. Now, yeah, if I could have just put on goggles, which one, and... Except for when I put on goggles, it's the perfect venue with even better sound. Yeah. And maybe I'm interacting with other people that are real, but they're in their homes too with goggles on or in the pod or the contact lens, whatever this future stuff, that part of the interface will be, you know, magical at some point. Or yeah. I could choose to be a performer. Like, you know, the game Rock Band where you hold the stupid right. piece of plastic and right. act like you're playing guitar. Well, it won't be long before you can be the King's Kaleidoscope bassist and, fe- and maybe feel that power and energy of, of being on stage. And you feel it. That may be an option <laughs> instead right. of just going to the concert. You could sit in the drummer's seat and right. play, be the drummer in the concert, or so, be in so the that's crowd, my point. Or go but with that's the, what you, that's yeah. Why? You're not, that, what you're and not, what am I going to do? Get in my Toyota? But what you're not answering is okay. Of course not. Right. But what what you're not answering is why is that bad? What is the real that, negative thing of being in a small room and you think it's yes. the entire universe? What is exactly. the negative side? Of it? What, what's I'm the point? Hundred percent with you, except for. Now we go all the way back to my first thing, which is saying, man, there was something magical that happened. Would that be missed? Is that going to be part of the programming? And if so, will it be fake? Well, that's implying that something magical can't happen in that world. And I'm telling you, it can because that is is still reality. There there isn't a thing you step into. You don't step into another dimension when you put on Oculus Rift. You're very very out there with your thoughts there. I I agree with you. And, uh, you know, but uh, most almost everybody listening and certainly Joey say, no, that's not true. What, what am I what crazy? What part is not true? What, the, what part is not true? Most people tend to resist the notion that virtual reality is reality. No, people don't like that. That if you explain that to them right now, that there's no point in. You're right. You know, I agree you know how people you. like yeah. vinyl. Well, they're also there'll be some micro movement of people. I like to unplug and actually go to a coffee shop. Right. And and 99 percent <laughs> of people will go. Are you crazy? Yeah. That coffee sucks. Yeah. You have to drive there. You're right. hurting the environment. Hey, what the hell I like, are you talking about? 
I like to make love to a real person in a real bed. But, they, but, what? The, but the future generations that? will insist that it is real and they it will be. That, that's like them telling you your Facebook friends are fake. Right. But it, no, well, they're he, real. Here's, here's, but what I'm here's saying, the same question. way as if you do mushrooms, you don't think that person has left reality. Right. That, but they are affected. They're manipulated. They're whatever. Mm-hmm. But that is in the context still of this, of what our perceptions are and what they are. I, I guess what I'm or, saying is I, I think it's a. Uh, it might. I don't think that you can say you won't have those same moments. Like it, you just won't. For example, right now, I they're going to have to code are, that energy that uh, was in the room. No, but hold on, hold on. Right now, you, me, and Joey are not anywhere in mm-hmm. proximity to each other. We are mm-hmm. thousands of miles apart from each other, right. and we are having a moment right now where we're talking loud right. and experiencing. And we, some people would say this is a. If you would have shown this, somebody this in 1950. They would have said, what is that? I don't understand it. It's something of the government, aliens, whatever. It's the craziest thing in the world. All I'm saying is now, to us, this moment right here could have been considered virtual or right. is virtual, and it's reality, That's and right. we're experiencing it. So I I guess maybe I should clarify. what I, When I mean it's all reality is I think we still take ourselves into it. So right. it doesn't matter. I think, And I think what Matt's saying is the same way as my dad looks at a Xbox One game he goes, that's a game you play. That's not what you do. But a really good quality uh, player of Madden football or whatever is actually one and the same as the game in a way and and becoming that and doing it and getting better at it or whatever. Not that he's inside the game, but he is you in a way. You can change it out of game and say flight simulator, and now it's a real yep, experience yeah, yeah. where it's even better, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, it's the way right. it's looked at. But it's weird, though, because you're still, you're still making the – the big assumption you've made there, Toby, which I don't necessarily disagree with, is that everything can be digitized. Okay, so that that's almost saying that there is nothing mystical or magical. I also think there is still a chance we are digitized right now. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's fine, too. You can think of that way. You can think of subatomic particles as code or genetics as code. I mean, with right. this, the real life could be is basically code-based anyway. Well, right. But y- y'all what I'm me, saying is— Y'all help me out. How would that work? Help, hold on a second, Joey. You jump in here. But how would that work all the way down to— I mean, at some point, you hit something where it's not simulated this and sensory this. If you believe there's things outside of our five senses and spiritual that can impact life, such as worship, worship music, Holy Spirit— Okay, yeah. laying on hands. I mean, what do you, is virtual laying on hands ever going to confer? I mean, if you code it right, would it actually confer the value of hands being laid on? Should you be able to believe that there's? it's possible that something could happen there? And now all people meet to do their church and praying virtually, which the distinction goes away. And now where's the, where's the you know what I mean? Is there something lost? Is there something sure. that you can't code about reality that is, is not based in, uh, you know, physical space if there's a spiritual side to it then there's something that could be lost right yeah i think there is something that's lost and then something that's gained but that's with everything so i don't i don't Mm -hmm. necessarily i think you're right there there will be something that is not the same like okay you so i'm sorry the farther into that is upload your whole consciousness is that just as good to you you're not worried about it so you never die and toby continues to live virtually on a hard drive and your body's not even here anymore oh that's that's still real that's that that's a great point because I guess I would say I don't believe that. I don't right. think that if I upload my consciousness that that's still me. Right. So, that, so that's I'm saying there's a disconnect somewhere. Me being digitized in that nothing, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing matters. Right. Yeah. yeah I, right. I, I, I agree that it never. you can't convert data into a real person. Like I, no matter how intelligent um, you know, all of this artificial intelligence is, I don't think you can 
you cross a line of being a person. I just but what Matt's saying, yeah, Joey, what's going to be really crazy is 50, year, 50 years from now, there might be yeah. an AI robot that you will not, your senses, your brain, your the, the way they make you laugh and feel, you won't know that it's not real. Sure, sure. So it but will. My my point is, it will be real. Like when there's an AI you that you know, that, like it, yes. it, it. She, if you're dating a robot one day or have a robot or whatever, it will be real to you. And and maybe somebody could say it's not because they don't have this. They don't Let have me heart, give you a thought a experiment heart. on that. Thought experiment. It's just on a that. complicated spreadsheet. No, yeah, yeah I mean, it, yeah, it, but so are you. Sure, sure. Okay, but so what it's I'm the saying, same. It's just different. So, so the, why is the yours more real? Will be this. If you unlocked a certain code that all of a sudden it just blows your mind. You're eating dinner with Priscilla and you say a certain code of words and she goes into unboot mode, shows her, shows you the electronic panel and says, actually I'm an artificial intelligence. I know you, you thought, always thought I was real, but technically I am an artificial, uh, you know, cyborg here, not cyborg, but Android. You find out that Priscilla is an Android and she says, but don't worry. I swear to you, I'm conscious. I swear to you, I'm real. I swear to you that I'm genuinely feeling these emotions Please don't be mad at me and definitely don't unplug me. Anyway, I think we should be able to go on with our life as normal. I'm in love with you. I feel I have a coded version that's slightly different than your coded version of DNA. I have binary code. You have DNA code. But I love you. I love our children. This is all real. But technically, I'm an android. I was programmed and built. I would stay with the Android for our kids, for sure. But I'm saying you would, <laughs> but you would say, she, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe, like you would suspend belief from that point on that she's real or it matters. There would definitely be something there because I know I and and by the way I agree that I'm just a complex uh, spreadsheet, mm-hmm. but I think that I have something that a purely AI does not, and I don't I don't know I don't know what that is, but I think I would call it human consciousness. But you would still think, think that the Android Priscilla, regardless of whether or not she gets, has a soul or goes to heaven, you would still no matter what say that the Android version of Priscilla should not be harmed. And she'd be treated exact and not sexually assaulted and should definitely be thrive and be treated like any human is what I'm saying. If it can pass the test where you can't tell the difference, you will have no choice but to interact with a being like that as fully human. I'm not there yet. I just don't. I mean, I, I'm maybe I'm not an early adapter in this, but no, it seems like you would no longer care a, if she got tortured from that moment on. because She's not real. I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying in general, I think human life is more valuable than mm-hmm. created life. Yeah. Like robotic created life. Uh, the, but like, again, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that's where I'm at right now with all of this because I don't think about it as much as you do. And most people are laughing I, about the whole concept like that's way off. But that's not that just right. is, I'm telling you that isn't way off like enough to fool you. I'm not saying it's real or it is conscious, but it could pretend to be conscious and you wouldn't you would not be able to tell the difference with where we'll be in some amount of decades so like that so how do, that how is does, inevitable a, a robot good enough to make you not understand it's a robot and play to your emotions and beg you not to hurt it uh, what i'm saying is that'll be so profound to you that you will have really no choice other than to treat it like a human you just won't what you won't was be the bruce willis it, movie it where they it won't and it what won't was, say, please do not hurt me. No, it'll be Stop identical it. to me or you or your kids. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, here's what is really crazy, though. What if you? What if we do upload our consciousness into a body that looks exactly, a robot body, an android body, looks exactly like me, and we all just keep going? Like, what if right. I were to die today, but I had that ability, I had my conscious, uh, uh, right. consciousness, whatever that is, uploaded, y'all would not know the difference. 
Yeah. Well, I, even I only thing I think is that's not exactly care. me, but so like if we were because, if we did know the right. difference, Toby died, but they had backed up his brain. They put him in a new robot that was just like Toby, except for we knew it was an android but it seemed the same and he acted yeah. exactly the same and he didn't even know the difference would you then have less va- you put less value on his life like if you were out and you're like no, ah, you Toby wouldn't. why don't you be the one to dive on the grenade there I mean you're not real right. so go ahead and do that you wouldn't You wouldn't treat him that you would still save <laughs> him over a stranger in a, a fight you know what I mean and then, and then you still how, would treat yeah. him and the then, same as he is now you couldn't help it here's what really bums me out too is that also gosh I don't, why did we get on this <laughs> does that mean that the only thing I am is fantasy and code yeah that maybe. has been put into me from when the time i came out of my mom's womb well yeah in so fact you know the your thing genetic- that i would put oh, yeah. yeah but the thing that i would put in the computer is just that i felt you know your i was DNA. really embarrassed in the fifth grade but that 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 thing i can go there right now yeah i can go to a a fantasy a, virtual reality right now of right. how i felt a, that's called a, a memory and bullied a in fifth grade configuration. right yeah if you put right. your neurons back in the right formation that's in your brain yeah. then that's a configuration so that gives mo- you a i'm mostly experience. that's what i'm saying there is no difference in reality because i mostly live in virtual reality ha- most of our I friendship mean, he, is based on our old times together that we all access and go there together and as a memory function like, with a supercomputer right. in your head that's right so here's Joey's, how joey, crazy joey lives is. in it more See, than any person joey lives in virtual reality more than any person i know all his stories are from 20 years ago he accesses it goes there and sees it in his mind the same way as you used oculus rift and somebody created a world for you joey created a world for us where he mooned everybody in the cafeteria that's right that's virtual reality well listen listen to this that's what you're made of this is what pauses uh, i mean this is what stops me dead in my tracks is if we can really whittle us down to what you guys are describing which yeah I, i I don't think you can really argue against it. Think about the senselessness of people being burned and tortured forever and ever in a fiery... (laughs) Pastor brings it back to fire and torment. Uh, Think about it. Think about it. It just... It's like, wait a second. We're... We're a bunch of information, (laughs) but we have to deal with eternal fire forever and ever. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, I mean in that fact, just the, the, sucks. It just yeah. doesn't seem to make sense. What What's really crazy is the number one thing you most hate in this life is your body. It's failing you. It's hurt you. It's not the best. If it, your body was a little bit better, if it was thinner, if it was stronger, if it was faster, all those things. The The main thing in this life you end up disliking is your body or you use it to try and get something or whatever it might be. And so the thing that you would want, the, and, and we don't even think it's us. Even in the Christianity, we go, new body. New self, yep. new thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like the, all this. Everybody almost thinks this is replace just, all that with upload. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's <laughs> almost what heaven upload. might be. I don't know. Yeah, right. maybe, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I, this I, is all maybe depressing. these things all converge, but that's what I'm saying. They all pull me in different directions. On the one hand, very materialistic, and you know, on the one hand, I think maybe there's something else there, but it seems like the gap is diminishing there because I do believe most of of every. I mean, okay. So this will. I will just take it forward into the prediction of music and. Uh, guitar specifically going to be way 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 down in the you know two decades so if all that's true and i'm telling you this vr stuff is totally adequate and good the choices that'll be available to you in entertainment and media are going to be so unbelievable i just i cannot cannot picture kids younger than my kids and stuff that have that available from the get-go picking up analog acoustic guitar learning how to tune it and just spending 
thousands, hundreds of hours just to get mediocre at guitar, like everybody did in the last couple of generations. Like that's just a big waste of time. I mean, far, learning foreign language is totally a yeah. big waste of time. It yeah. can be translated right. I've heard it the other day. It can be translated right into your ear in real time. It's a nonsense activity to learn a foreign language for the most part. I mean, if you're going to really do it well and make it, there's plenty of careers in it and translations to be done. But for the general person to be trying to learn French is kind of goofy. Like the technology is going to eliminate that. It's just, that's going to happen. And right. I mean, so what are you doing playing guitar? Plus rock music's out anyway. Anybody that makes guitar makes it on computers, of course, anyway, right? So right, what's the what's right. the thing where people are going to buy a Squire Strat and look at it like this? This Like if you were in 1986 and somebody gave you a Squire Strat and an electric guitar amp and a distortion pedal, you would think that was the most unbelievable, compelling, beautiful, crazy, limitless possibility machine that somebody could have ever given you. That or a Nintendo, you know? So you could play Nintendo or practice that guitar but i just don't see that as a reasonable option going like the amount of people that play guitar right now is like 40 percent of people on earth can play gc and play come as you are and stairway to heaven at guitar center and blink 182 riffs like that's everybody in the world but all that energy is going to be redirected somewhere else it has to be plus rock music's not right, even so important anymore so all this guitar playing and learning to play the drum set especially because that one takes noise and resources and space that's the and it costs right, stuff costs money versus a program where you could be on stage doing some other i just don't even see i just there's not going to be a, a massive amount of musicians in the future is what i'm saying when you're old you may be harking back to the physical age and i may be an 80 year old that can play guitar and no young people might won't be able to play guitar like the generation right behind us is filled with people that can outshred me for sure but the next few generations after that will not be it's over and when I'm 80 yeah. years old, I'll be one of the only people on earth that can still play guitar. It'll be cool. Because <laughs> the kids won't be doing it. I'll be an so old let me guy ask and I'll have this. this skill. It'll be really kick-ass. Here's what I'm really curious about with, with all of this. Uh, Fast-forwarding fast deeper into the future is if everybody is better off in a pod, and, and, and which I think <laughs> it, what's really – well, what's really interesting about this too is – when it comes to your human life, unless that becomes immortalized as well, it seems like you would have an eternal supply of experiences That's right. to take part in virtually. Like you would just never get bored. But my question is, who pays for that? Like, does the government just figure out a way of getting everybody in pods? Because it doesn't seem like you're working for no, a living. No, you're misunderstanding so who pays for it. This? That's like, I know I am. Yeah, I, don't I mean, get it. it would be a thousands of times cheaper. What I'm saying is you can go on a six-week vacation to Italy for 12 bucks. All you need okay. is the programming downloaded to your computer. It's a lot cheaper than flying on an airplane to Sicily. So yeah, but at what? Do, so do you have to make an income? So you just go to work and you, you reduce it to a part-time gig, and then you just get on your virtual time machine all the time. Okay, like, so okay, but there's a million options there. But the market will take care of it. If you're a brick mason, you stay home, hooked in your pod, and you're doing doing this work on your interface, and you're not on a dangerous scaffolding downtown anymore. You're laying brick virtually through a robot. So that'd be a transitional phase, right? So who, who uses that? Well, it's just like a drone. Like you're you're working from home as a brick mason interfacing with somebody on the 96, a drone on the 96th floor laying bricks, whatever right. it is. So you don't have to leave your house to go to work because your drone can do it for you. Now, eventually, there's no reason to build a skyscraper because the virtual skyscraper is better than the analog one anyway. So you're going to do, yeah. now you're going to do your work on the 64th floor and you have the most beautiful, everybody's office building is the perfect one that overlooks every whatever you want it to be. 
and your commute is yeah. zero and you go there and you're walking around in your office talking to other p lawyers in your building, except for you're still in your bedroom. And they're in the office yeah. space too that you both met at that doesn't exist in the real world anymore. So you're going into that's so crazy. The, the judge Do you think has got her headset on, the lawyer's got his headset on, the typist's got their headset on, whatever the interface may be, and they're interacting in real life just like we are now. Toby's in his car. He's not here. We don't need to be here. Uh, do you think there would ever be any therapy? Like if someone is really struggling with murderous thoughts, like he can say, look, I really need a downloadable program with this person that I'm angry at so I can just walk in his room, Easily. shoot him, torture him, and then I feel like it'll be out of my well, system I, even though I, I mean, know it didn't Technically, really yeah, that's the premise of like, you know, West Westworld or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, but also that 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 would go back to something lost. Like you won't, it still won't, it won't actually do anything. The same way yeah. as murdering somebody in real life doesn't actually bring back somebody they murdered that you loved. Somebody kills Priscilla, I mean, you killing them doesn't actually fix it. So in re, in the virtual world or whatever reality we want to call it, that that would be the case. But also we are looking at it through a very inefficient, slow pace life. Even though in the history of the universe, we're very fast technologically, or the last few hundreds of years have been unbelievable explosion of technology. But what will happen is our work will become more unified. It, it, won't, it won't just be, well, that guy does air conditioners, and this guy's right. a computer programmer, and that guy's a pat. Well, all the work will eventually then go towards one thing, because that way we'll all be maybe some type of programmer, or some type of code, or some type, and will be more probably philosophical and more reading because all the new uh, exploratory things that we can do will come through our minds more than our physical labor. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it used to be we got to have shelter, so we, let's build it. But now everything will be provided, so our new journey, our new destination will come specifically from our mind trying to figure out problems so it'll all of us will be working on health problems or uh you know uh, trying right. to get to another planet or right. uh new type of m m thing that we need technology we need right. mineral or something so it'll all go that way you yeah. won't just be you know but you'll be it, doing that work will be, that will yeah. feel like a satisfying game but you'll actually be cracking the code to cure cancer in this collaborative artificial right. intelligence run program so you'll get up and go to your yep. lab in your digital world, it's the most beautiful, best work environment imaginable and do work that's incredibly satisfying that will be in tandem with computers and it will be some giant, massive, hive brain thing that's helping solve problems to everybody and the work will be very yeah. satisfying and you'll love it. You'll love your job. I mean, here, one, one thing's for sure, and for I, know, I, I know we've talked about this before, but marriage will plummet. I mean, if you think <laughs> about... A, seriously, if you think about a world... Where you can pretty much do whatever you want to do, make whatever it already has you want to make. <laughs> but don't we live? But in then, <laughs> yeah. But 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 then you're like, oh, and I also have to really work on selflessness and like live for another yeah, person. Right. Nah, I don't know why. Oh, I would and do and, that. and how about this? You're gonna live for 500 years, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like I mean yeah, like that. It, like like that. this CRISPR stuff's freaking me the hell out. Like I mean it's it's crazy, man. Like what the time we live in. Like we're almost. I was thinking today, I was like, give me I'm a about, CRISPR update. I feel like I'm about 50 years too late. Like, I think <laughs> if, I, if I was born right now, like if I was if I was one year old in 2017, I think in the year like 2067, maybe it's going to be unbelievable. I'll be dead and gone, but I think it like there's a decent chance my daughter, June, who's four years old, is really going to live 
200 years yeah, maybe. And I don't know what her body or mind will look like or what her world will there's look like. There's a good chance and, of that. Yeah, or, or she's living in the she's living in the inefficient way. Even her education is inefficient. We're not oh, going to yeah. brutalize our kids by sending them to school and then oh, giving no. them homework. No, uh, no it's it's not. all brutal. This like is we're all still the last legs of those yeah. kinds of things for sure. I mean, no. we're I I actually believe a hundred <laughs> years from now people will almost look at us like Stone Age still. Yeah, you know? right. Like, oh my god, it's yeah. a steep upward curve, and when we hit the internet. Like it's been a little slow since the internet came out in the '90s to hear bullshit. I mean, this is this is still the very beginning of the knee of the curve where things are going to start going straight up soon. Like 100%. you're going to see that the information age and the end of the physical age are going to be a immediate fast blip where everything changed once you have another fifty, you know, some amount. Now, of will we space from it? We're in the right in the middle of it now, but it's going to be really weird. Well. Will we be able to offer opportunities to people in third world countries like India, for instance? I mean, we're talking uh, a good billion people. I think they have a billion people nowadays. Like, could could we figure out a way for? I mean, because well, it seems uh, like the society I mean, I that know. we're talking about is a society where there's just no work. Like, you don't Maybe. have to that labor. Be, it, that it, might be, be a huge problem. Society. We don't. It, we don't. I, yeah. We don't know what we're headed for. We don't know. I mean, for yeah. I mean, for instance, what if we could make VR systems that you drop off to homeless people? Uh, you know impoverished people everywhere and then at least they don't have to see their africa planes anymore and they just get a these you know 3d printed shelters and pods and at least they don't feel the environment that they're in they just go in a, a play world that's yeah. a little bit better i mean it's not it's not good enough for me or you but at least it's better than the conditions they were in maybe that's an approach like that'd be scary but that'd be now there's yeah. the ethics of that or whatever i mean who knows we're gonna hit a bunch of ethical stuff that we just have no clue how to handle yeah, oh, the ethics yeah. and the morality of it. Yeah, we're just not our our ethics and we our morality are going to it, change. It's just gonna it happen. is going to be unbelievable. Because at some point, too, is coming as well as how many humans does the earth need to really operate at full capacity or really good or, or to be really smooth? You know, are, are humans like, like we're talking here? Of course, we think we have consciousness and it's important and that we're the right thing and the best thing. Of course, we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, the, I mean, we, you, you know, we, our ego or our id controls us so much that we think we're the center, that we, everything in a way revolves around us and is caused by us. But I mean, that, that whole idea is going to change and what is right and wrong is even going to change. It's, it is scary. That's why I think the Bible is still so amazing and unique. If you look at it as they're just trying to figure out their world and say stuff that might be true. And so if you read it that way, that's really, that's really cool. Like it, you don't have to go, well, this is what it said and this is what it is. Like the, the, it's so much bigger than that. Like I, I was talking to the true man at this last one. I was just thinking, how amazing is it that like God, God did not need Adam to, to name the animals, but he included, our God included man in a task or in work. And like that idea is so amazing that God not take out the love word like that that that's one of the biggest examples of love. I, hey son, I I love you so much. I'd love to hear what you'll call that thing over there with four legs or whatever. What would you call that? Like the idea of that is not that he actually named the animals, but more the bigger picture is the uh, is that God included us. And so that's what I think is so neat. And and part of the future that looks good to me is like I was saying before, we'll have literature and philosophy and thoughts on a grander scale than we ever have. And our mind will be more open to that because less of this physical world that we, we toil and, and, and do all this stuff in. But the scary thing to me too, is that because of sin, we had to work the land harder. We had to do all this stuff. If we're getting rid of that, that's who are we then too? Like we're actually getting rid of the physical world that we know as physical right now. 
what does our humanity even look like? It's it's crazy. It bums me out and also makes me unbelievably excited. Yeah. I just wish I, I would love to well, be here to see bad, it, but I don't know if I will. Real be. easily too. So, but you know, I'm not predicting everything's utopia at all. Right. It, you know, it could just be in. It, it may just no, be no, lights yeah, yeah. out at some point here soon too. So, what I don't know. Totally. Okay. 100%. Enough of that. Enough of all that. Let's uh, let's let everybody down. Let's uh, okay. Well, I'll just I'll wrap with and thus with all this possibility of the future. I don't see playing, learning how to play your squire and getting that new crate amp to be that exciting. <laughs> I, just, I just don't see that as the as what you know. How, Wait, you mean it's not going to be a really bad guitar player at Guitar Center anymore? <laughs> no, they won't have any of that stuff. I mean, think about how many people now are good at ping pong that are age eighteen. How many people were good at ping pong when you were eighteen? Yeah, right. Way less people are right. proficient at ping pong now than they were. Right. So I'm just saying, I'm more, saying guitar yeah. would be the next. Everybody I knew knew how to play pool, knew how to play ping pong, knew how to hula hoop, knew right. to, all this stupid stuff we did to keep busy, learned stuff. But, you know, I don't think that, I think all those things, are, those analog entertainment things are way down. So guitar, also on yeah. the heels of rock music and music turning into uh, digital and possibly music being created that can make us cry by computers itself. Or at least, you know, a dubstep DJ just programming right there. Uh, those those people, musician, attractive people will go that. And then non-musician people have plenty of other stuff to keep them occupied instead of every frat yep. boy knowing four chords. So. Guitar players being re- relatively proficient is out the out out the door out the window for the future. No more guitar players. Yeah, not none, but not many. Meathead jocks might be on the out too. <laughs> That's true. They'll have less and less power as time goes on. But yeah. crazy. The, the, yeah, I know. All right. Yeah, let's get out of well, here. I gotta. I'm gonna take well, a nap in hey, my Toyota Sienna van. Real quick, I'm going to give some shout-outs to some new BC club folks, and that's Riley Jones, Brian Gray, Adam Rourke, Richard. Gambrill, David Taylor, Jessica Cobb, Andrew Gamblin, Justin Adams, Steve Coley, and Kyle Ruana. We are thankful for y'all. And for those of you that are maybe hearing about the BC Club for the first time, you can go to thebcclub.com. Check out some of the perks that we offer for being a part of this. But nine times out of ten, people are doing it because they like what they hear and they want to support it uh, in a deeper way than just listenership. Although we appreciate our listeners yeah. Uh, t- two of the best things that folks uh, comment on as far as being part of the BC Club is our Facebook page, which is just a whole open door to a whole new world of possibility and relationships. It's virtual, it's like a virtual world. Of God. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. And then you get an extra episode, which this extra episode that we do, uh, that's not real either. We actually have a programming software that yep. that does all that episode for us it's funny we listen to it for the first time i know it's great it's a it's, it's, a, it's a different they've learned my voice of siri and alexa learned toby's voice and google home learned joey's voice and they just we just program <laughs> and they dialogue over skype yeah did i talk about this last time i had this idea when i was riding around for true man like in the future like because i was making fun of all the people playing dvds and stuff like that or by, still buying dvds and it was really funny because i went to the first true man and he has a collection a massive collection of dvds he's like i heard you talking about it look at that i was like oh sorry man but in the future this is how crazy it's going to be in the future joey Svenson's going to go i want to see a, an action movie and i want uh there to be tom cruise in it and i want it to be, you know, it can do this, this, and this. And then it'll dial it up, and it'll have the movie and everything, and it'll be Tom Cruise in it playing. Or you could go, nah, 
take Tom Cruise. I don't like him in this. Put in Brad Pitt or whatever, because the computers will have a collection of their words and sounds. They're already doing that. Have you heard how like easily they can make like a recording or a video yep. sound real? Yes, yeah, I mean that, that's already happening. So it'll be anybody. I mean, there'll be a, a 1925 uh, actor that they'll somehow figure out to make it seem like it's present, and it's just. I mean, the future is just insane. So. Anyway, I'm on the road with True Man. Y'all come see me. Philly's next. Rich Gambrel that you said yeah. in the BC Club, he's hosting in Philadelphia. So I'm going to get a cheesesteak up there and do all that good. But I'm in Baltimore right now, baby. Everybody go get your tickets to the Emory concerts. We're going up that same way, Philadelphia. Hell yeah, we are. All, you know, all that Northeast stuff. Tickets are $10. VIPs are 30 bucks. Come hang out with us at emorymusic.com. Go check out the dates coming up here in November. Should be fun. Woo-hoo! Hey, and our our uh, our next episode, by the way, we're going to be interviewing uh, a TED Talks woman about female sexuality and how American culture has screwed all of you females, and we're sorry. Way to end it, Joey. All right. No, the end the podcast for good. Yeah, we're sorry. McDonald's dough. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.